0: Hi there, I'm Michelle Bunch, and this is Enthusiasm Diaries. Enthusiasm is contagious, and in this podcast, we get to share in the enthusiasm of others and perhaps spark some of our own curiosity along the way. Thanks so much for listening. Well, hi there. I am here today with pretty much the best group of women and moms I know. And this is a really special episode. We're going to talk about what it means to be a mom just in time for Mother's Day. I guess I'd like to just get started by hearing a little bit about who we have joining us today. Um, so in, in my background, as far as being a mom is I have two boys, one is four and a half and one is six months. And I'm here also with Jill. And um, Jill, can you tell us about your, your kiddos and your situation?
1: Yeah, hi. Um, I have a three-year-old girl and a one-year-old boy, and they keep me very busy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> busy ages. And then here's
2: Ashley. I'm Ashley, and I have a 20-month-old, aka one-and-a-half-year-old. And then I, I'm pregnant, and I'm 22 weeks along with baby girl number two. And then I'm here also with Carrie.
3: So um, I have two boys, Rowan and Quinn, and they are three and one, um, and they are, I think they're both two weeks younger than Jill's kids. I think that's right.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah it's like you guys planned, planned all that
0: just aligned so perfectly.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, and my name is Christy. I also have two little boys. So I have one who just turned four and one who is about to turn two.
5: And I'm Kelly, and I have three kiddos. Um, the oldest is five and a half, and then I have um, a three-and-a-half-year-old. The five-and-a-half-year-old is a girl, and then the three-and-a-half-year-old is a boy, and I have a three-month-old boy as well.
6: And my name is Amy, and I have four kiddos. My oldest is eight, and it's a boy. Then my middle is six also a boy and my uh youngest son is four and then we have a little girl who is nine months old
0: That's awesome. Well, I you know, one thing I've been thinking about is just I don't I don't know if there's anything that rocks your world or just shakes things up quite like becoming a parent and growing a human. And and with that, I mean, it's an amazing experience um, and tons of highs, but it's also really hard and it changes life a lot. Um, And so I'd like to just hear a little bit what you guys think of some motherhood highs and lows. And um and maybe to start, Amy, you can just share because I think about how you did a lot of that before any of us were there kind of with you. And so I don't know, I'd love to just hear what you had to say because I feel like I had the benefit of having other close friends as moms. And I don't know if you had that quite as much, at least with this
6: group. Yeah, I I did have some some friends, um, luckily that Kind of had kids around the same time as Brooks, but, um, but yeah, it was like definitely different. Um, I don't, yeah, I feel like it actually Brooks was easier for me than I thought. I mean, outside of the initial, like, I felt like everything in my world changed initially. Um, just, I felt like the way I looked at the world, like everything, which I think was partially hormones <laughs> feeling like everything was, um different but luckily Brooks was like um he was a very easy baby and pretty easy going so I didn't feel like his impact like I remember going out to brunch with like you all for hours with Brooks and he would like fall asleep in the you know booth or he would just sit there and eat which is funny because then our second was nothing like that so (laughs) (laughs) um So yeah, they're all so different, but I have always wanted to be a mom. That was like something I think as a little girl, I, that's what I said I wanted to be when I grew up. Like it was never a question. So um, just becoming a mom was such a high for me. And I know not, it's not that way for everyone, but um, yeah, it was just something I was always so excited about. Um, Yeah. And there's definitely been plenty of lows along the way <laughs> along the journey so far but um but yeah I I think having other people come and join in like it just makes it that much more exciting for me um yeah I feel like that's part of why I wanted to keep having kids is to like continue to be having kids with all my friends because <laughs> um, I just think it's so fun
4: and all your friends so appreciate all your expertise because you were like the one that we could go to to ask what do we do when this happens or how did you handle this like it's really it's nice from everyone else's perspective to have someone close that's gone through it and can speak to some of the situations that you go through
5: and you handled it with such grace Amy like looking back like I mean, all of us before having kids, like, I just remember being at our wedding and walking into a room and you were pumping and like, (laughs) that, like, I just didn't think anything of it at the time, but like, just the sacrifices you made that, like, we had no idea of like (laughs) you and you handled it, you handled it, handled it beautifully. (laughs) Well, thank you. I think you
6: can all appreciate that. It is one of those things that unless you've gone through it, you just, you totally know that people have no idea. So I think that is what just makes you have that grace because you're just like, how would you know? Like, I just never, I get told that a lot, I feel like by people since we were the first, but, um, but yeah, I like never crossed my mind to even hold people to an expectation of understanding (laughs) something (laughs) that you just really cannot understand until you live it. (laughs) Yeah.
5: (laughs) Yeah. And it totally rocks your world. Like I remember when we had Ella, like we were living in Montana without any, like we'd lived there for a year. So we hadn't had, we didn't have like a ton of friends and no family. And it was like, I mean, I feel like Amy, like you said, like when you're growing up, like you just say like, Oh, of course you want to be a mom. Like, and I felt that way too. But then we had a baby and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what do we, what are, what, number one, what did we do? And number two, what do we do with this little baby? <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, it, it totally rocked my world <laughs> and took a lot of, a lot of adjustment.
0: Can you think of a particular high and low within that? When we had Ella? Or just in, I, I guess, with all three of yours or...
5: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I, I think one of the highs just in mother for motherhood in general for me has been, honestly, watching the sibling relationships develop, like, I, that is, that has been my favorite and also surprising, like, I didn't think that that would be something that would even like, I don't know, be on my radar. And it has been like, one of my favorites, like, seeing Jack and Ella develop their little relationship together and like even though that's a boy and a girl they have you know different genders they they're obsessed with each other and (laughs) they like uh, their little relationship is so special and then seeing how they are interacting with our youngest bridger is so sweet too and i'm just like loving watching the sibling relationships and then low i think is I don't know. I think I had like a lot of anxiety after becoming a mom and like guilt and like just all of the pressures that fall on a mom, like being a mom. I wasn't really expecting or prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So like after Ella was born, I had a lot of insomnia. Like she was a good sleeper as a baby, but I wasn't sleeping. And uh, like, so had a, yeah, just insomnia about worrying about everything. Like John would wake up, at, my husband, and he'd be like, so like, what were you thinking about? I'm like, I like literally everything. I don't know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Was it mostly like worries? Were you worried about her or?
5: Yeah, I mean, like breastfeeding wasn't going super well, which I also didn't expect. You know, that's like one of those things that you just think like, Oh, it's just going to do it. And it just, that wasn't going super well. And so I was worried about that. And yeah, I don't just, just a lot of anxiety. And I think part of it was hormones too. Our bodies go through a lot,
4: a lot. -hmm. totally. I don't think you really give your body credit for all of the crazy highs and lows that you go through, Mm -hmm. like just in a very, such a short period of time too, you know, The amount of change that happens just right after birth is crazy. And it has such a huge impact on you.
0: And then I think you hear stuff like, oh, yeah, you just bounce back. And, every you know, some of that kind of language. I don't know if that helps either. You know?
6: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree, Kelly, though. I feel like the sibling relationship is definitely one of the biggest highs for me as well. I love it so much like just fills my mama heart more than I feel like anything else. Mm-hmm. It's just watching mm-hmm. our kids. I think it takes a little pressure off us as parents do just to be like, they have other people that will like be there for them. Like mm-hmm. at times that like, I can't be there. Like just knowing that they'll be in school together or when they're even with friends, there's just a lot of peace of mind that I get from just knowing that they each other when I'm not with them.
0: I think it's interesting too, that you can, I, I think I have a bigger gap with my two kids than I originally had thought we would. And, um, I think I worried a lot, like, will they get along? And is that too much? And I think seeing, I mean, my little one is still really little, but, and we'll see how it, how it changes over time, but it kind of, I feel like I was like, wow, I was trying to control that so much. And, and look, they're just, They get along great. And maybe that's just how it was
4: meant to be for our family. We're like just waiting to get to that point. I think (laughs) like there's still, there's like glimpses of it where they're starting to play together and be a little more like in tune with one another, Mm -hmm. but we're not fully there yet. And I feel like there'll be a lot of relief in a lot of ways, like even just having someone else to entertain you rather than having to be involved in like all of the play I feel like that'll be amazing once that starts to kind of develop a little bit more where they can actually play with each other more.
6: Three or four, just hold on until they're like three or four. (laughs) That's when they'll start playing. Yeah, That's
0: what's helpful, Amy. You can just tell us like when to expect it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I, for me, I guess the I I think because we were, you know, we had several friends who had kids before we did and we were really ready. Like I had a similar experience of just being like so excited when, when my first was born and it luckily like that first transition went pretty smoothly, but I feel like it was a little bit later. Like we had a harder patch. I had a harder patch, specifically when he turned about two and he really started like distinguishing his preferences, honestly, between mom and dad. And my oldest is in love with his dad. He just like, he, he is such a daddy's Mm -hmm. boy and just absolutely adores his dad, which was awesome and wonderful, but also was like very hard for me to deal with as he would, you know, I wanted to be the mom who could like comfort him. And I wanted to be the one that he would run to if he got hurt or that he would want to snuggle with. And I just was not like, he very clearly wanted daddy to put him to bed and he wanted daddy to like pick him up and some Mm. of that stuff, which was a really hard transition. And then it also kind of coincided with when I got pregnant. And I feel like it, in some ways it was good because it was like a natural transition into me not being able to give as much attention, but it also was just a hard transition for me to go from like wanting to be that caregiver and him just not really wanting that from me. So <laughs> I feel like the the ebb and flow of highs and lows is very real. I feel like you yeah. go in and out of them daily, honestly, but also like seasonally, there's periods that are really great and all high and then periods that are really hard to deal with.
3: Oh, for sure. I also find like, I don't know if I have a good example of a high and a low, but it's amazing how quick they change. Like you can like walk into a day and be like, I'm going to make a really nice breakfast. Rowan's going to help me like love doing that. And you can have like a low, like right back to back, like so quickly. And you're like, oh, I just experienced all of my emotions so, so quickly. Um, And I think that is kind of just comes with the territory of being a parent. Um,
0: and even when you feel like you're going to be really centered all day yeah yeah, you can be like okay <laughs> today's going to be a good
3: day I have these like, things planned we're going to do the, this park and it can just blow up out of nowhere um, and so it definitely teaches you to be more flexible or in my case I was pretty type A and organized and you ha- I think you have to give a lot of that up um, when you become a parent which is super hard when you have so much responsibility
1: I can totally echo this idea of like, it's hard to pinpoint one specific high um, because I think what has been so fun is kids just have this excitement for like the silliest simple things. And I think that's what's been my high is just seeing like, bath time is suddenly the best thing in the world for my kids right now and the excitement that they get when it's time to go to bath or a simple picnic. My daughter is obsessed with picnics these days, which just means in some form eating outside. Um, so I think it's all those little things that feel more of highs than one specific point. However, the low, I do have a very specific low (laughs) that comes to mind. Um, my daughter was probably six weeks old and we were both going into being parents very intentional. Like we're still going to do the things we used to do and hang out with friends like we used to and go out. And so it was a friend's birthday party at like, is a bowling alley restaurant bar type setting. And we were just getting in the groove. She was breastfeeding well and, you know, would go stretches where she was kind of quiet and we thought, oh, this will be easy. She'll just hang out with us. And fast forward, I have this moment, like, trying to feed her. There's, like, strobe lights, loud music, and I'm thinking, why are we here? Like, why did we think it was a good idea to bring this baby to basically a loud party bowling alley? And that was this moment where it was like, you don't have to still do everything. You can say no to some social engagements because you now are caring for a human.
0: (laughs) But I think one thing with Jill or one thing about that, um, Jill, that you mentioned is it's also sad, though. Like, you're like, I want to be here and I want to be able to engage. And like, I remember sometimes at different social things when maybe I didn't feel super comfortable, like breastfeeding or my child was fussy and you're like chasing after them and this feeling of like all this fun social stuff's going on over here and then I'm here but I'm like over here separate by myself and like I think that's a really hard thing (laughs) I really do
3: yeah I think one of the things I like miss the most is like having a cohesive conversation (laughs) you know you like are constantly watching someone and hoping that they're not getting into something that they shouldn't be but you're also trying to like maintain friendships and relationships or make new relationships and um I don't know when you're distracted from that. I think that's, yeah, I really miss that, um, aspect, but it's nice. I mean, I feel like so many people are going through this or have gone through this and are so understanding of that. Um, but I do miss like being able to dedicate, um, time to conversation and my own relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, but at yeah. the same Jill, time, when we you have were these just some relationships with our kids, you know so it's a it's definitely a give like um, some take too. Yeah, I completely agree about the
2: give and take and Jill what you said about the expectation versus reality, I feel like, every time I like see a cheesy mom quote on Instagram or something and I'm like almost in tears like being like I feel this so much and that's the exact type of stuff that you saw pre-motherhood and you were like oh my gosh I'm never gonna be a mother who thinks this is heartfelt or real well and can you is, give an example like what's one of those quotes oh just like a hundred percent of all of them <laughs> Like, I feel like every, I don't know, like, I'm definitely not someone who that would, you know, have like spoken to or pulled a heartstring, like pre motherhood. But it's such like a small representation of how your kind of entire mentality about the world shifts in some ways. And, you know, those things where you're like, I'm not going to be that mom who can't go to every social event or still have, my own independent life. And you, you realize that like the expectation you had for what parenthood is, is completely different than the reality. And you have to come to this like new equilibrium with yourself, Um, which is tough, but you figure it out.
1: I think it has broken down a lot of barriers of judgment. Um, I think it was really easy before I had kids to be more critical of why aren't you coming to this? Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you doing this? And now I'm just a hundred percent. If you're dressed in a day that feels like a success. (laughs) So I feel like I think in a lot of ways, becoming a mom allows you to connect with people in a different way where some of those judgments have gone away because we all know we're just doing our best.
3: For sure.
0: And I think along with that too, like you're, if, if you're gonna either take time away from being with your kids or do the juggling, like you said, kind of alluded to Carrie, where you're there, but you're sort of like, you know, running in between kids and not being able to have a coherent conversation. I think it really, you have to think about what things are worth that. And yeah. I think it, it causes you to kind of reprioritize as well.
2: Are there other particular highs and lows? I really feel like, I don't know when I'm trying to think through a specific high, I just I keep going back to, like, just the day-to-day, like, the things that just kind of shock you as a parent in, like, the most joyful way possible. Like, today, I was literally just walking with my toddler down the street, and we live in New York City, and there's, you know, brownstones, and... She just loves to walk up and down them. And that is kind of her nightly exercise to go up to the top, say, hi, I'm so high and walk down. And today she decided to do it with like, no, not holding the rails, not holding my hand. And it's like before parenthood, that would have seemed like such kind of a menial, you know, thing. But when you're watching this little human grow from like this alien nugget into a small person, it just like blows your mind in the most. Like happy way possible. Um, so that's not a real high, but a collective high of watching your child grow and develop.
5: Yeah, I love that.
2: And then as far as lows, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is I feel like those first couple weeks when you're really like, what the hell did I sign up for? Is this in any way reversible? My life is blown up and over but I think something maybe a little more unique to my own life experience was a year ago when everyone's world blew up, but I, was, I had just come back from maternity leave, um, right. just being like a month and a half. So I like just figured out pumping, just figured out childcare, and I'm a pediatric ER doctor, and then, then I was working in the midst of the pandemic, and my husband was working like 80 hours a week it was just pretty terrible and I was like this is just a lot for and it's just like there's so much that falls on moms that felt like no one else could do but me like my mom would call me and be like what can I do and you'd be like I don't know like can you come be your mom for a little
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Um, no one else can relate to that feeling like only I can do all this
2: (laughs) totally yeah so definitely the low that comes to mind
3: Rowan's really into Richard Scary right now. And every night at bedtime, we read Richard Scary. And one of the stories is A Mother's Work Is Never Done. And I'm like, It is the end of the day. And we have to read a bedtime story about all the chores that a mom has to do. Uh, I think it's just like amazing. Your mind can like never shut off. You're always like, Okay, we need those groceries. Oh, we need to do this. Oh, I need to pick up at this time and um, arrange for this drop off. And like, I was kind of like that before becoming a parent, but it is tenfold how many, how much responsibility you have constantly, like you really can never, ever turn off.
0: Well, I, I wonder kind of another question I, that's on my mind is just, you know, this idea of you just don't even, it's like, you can't even picture what parenthood's going to be like, like you can, you've seen friends do it, you've, You know you've seen movies about it you've heard stories from your parents and maybe we've touched on some of this but i I just just intentionally like is there one or a couple things that have been most surprising as you you're in it now as moms
5: um
3: i i think i got a really nice like you can't plan your life um we struggled with infertility And again, I was like, I'm going to do this at this age. And then I'm going to have my kids when I'm this old, and they're going to be this far apart. And I'll then do this for my career. And I didn't have a written calendar, but, um, going through fertility treatments definitely shifted that for me. And, um, I don't, I don't know. It just was a real eye opener. Like you really can't plan things. And, um, in becoming a parent. I mean, some people can, a lot of people can, and that's awesome. Um, but for us, we weren't able to, and, uh, that's been really good for me in a way to just be like, I, I can't plan every aspect of my life. And, um, it's also frustrating because that's my personality, but it's been, that was like a really, um, rude awakening to, you can't plan your life. And I think it just continues. Like, um, Everyone says that you know you know. Parenthood is so consuming, um, but you just—I don't know. I never used to be late. I am always late now. <laughs> like, you know, as much as you try to prepare to get out the door in the morning for work, you are like, oh, you just like feed your pants and you just close your hand on the door. So I'm gonna do this for about 30 more minutes, and yeah, you, you can't do much else about that.
1: Yeah, relinquishing control. That's, yeah,
3: that's a good one. Yeah.
1: I've been surprised with this idea of so many emotions like all together and frequently changing. Um, just I think a lot of times when I think about my day or my moments with my kids, it's like things that I love about them and make me proud and happy about them. Sometimes the same thing makes me really frustrated and irritated by them. <laughs> and I think it's just been more apparent since having this little human kind of throwing it back in my face. <laughs> How many emotions can all be sort of like wrapped into one?
2: I feel like the thing that always comes to mind when people ask me that about like what's been most kind of unexpected is I feel like a, my husband and I have been married for such a long time. We've been married for t- almost 10 years or 10 years when we, after, before we had Celine, our daughter. And I'm a pediatrician, so I counseled families on, like, basically how terrible parenting can be and how terrible the first few months are. And I knew very well that that baby was going to wake up every two hours or less. I knew very well that they baby could have colic and all the terrible things, like, I've seen in the emergency room. And I felt like I had kind of, like, talked myself up into being like, okay, we're ready to take on this, like, parenting battle and then like, once we had her, we were like, Oh my God, this is like the most beautiful and amazing thing that's ever happened to us. And obviously it was tough. And the transition of like changing your identity was definitely tough, but I did not expect how much I would just like love being a mom.
0: To, to your point, I think just that, I mean, I don't know of any greater surprise than when like you, you give birth, whatever mode that is. And it's like, this person comes out and you're like, that's who you were. Like you, like, cause you try to picture this baby and you, you can't, you have maybe a felt sense at times, but then it's like this feeling of like, that's who was in there. I mean, I mean, t- I don't know if there's a better surprise than that. <laughs> Such. A, yeah.
3: I totally agree. It's amazing to meet that human you've been growing and, mm-hmm. and then to see them grow and like their personality and, Rowan is a mini Nick, and that's like so fun. Like I'm like, oh, I think that's exactly what you were like when you were three, you know? Like I'm like, I never got to see that, but now, <laughs> but now I do. Like, yeah. No, and I love that. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. There's something you can't really explain or prepare for when it's like a piece of you, and then your partner, and it's like no, no one can tell you what that's gonna feel like until it is your own human that you're holding in your arms, and I think. Like Ashley was saying, it's almost like all those terrible stories and things you're trying to pump yourself up for melt away because now you get this human of your own and it's just amazing.
0: Well, and it's like, and everyone started out that way. Why don't we think about that more? You know, like we were all these little
3: babies. It's just, it's just amazing. Yeah.
0: Any other surprising things that come to mind?
3: I think there's like a piece of like your relationship with your partner. I mean, obviously that's going to change. And everyone said that was going to change. Everyone was like, go on a lot of dates. Um, And I found like definitely pros and cons in that too. You definitely don't dedicate enough or as much time to you and your partner that you did prior to having children. Um, But you also see them in a totally different light. Like seeing Nick like care for, Um, our kids like he does I like never expected um, him to do some of the stuff that you know like one of the things that grosses us out the most is like cleaning up after meals there's like you know some chewed on food that like now is on your kitchen table and and you're touching it with your bare hands and like nick nick was like very grossed out from that in the beginning and now i'm like oh he just grins and bears it and like no matter what it means to take care of these kids it's like he'll do it and it's it's really rewarding and it's really cool to see that part of him um because i wouldn't have seen that without these little boys um i don't know I like that piece. I also wish we would have gone on more dates. (laughs) You don't go on dedicated dates when you have all the time to go on dates. And then when you don't have time to go on dates, you're you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like, I don't know how y'all feel. Like when we go on a date, we go to like the craziest expensive meal ever. You know, it's like, it becomes like this thing. And you're like, whenever we used to go on a date, we used to go on a top to like a taco truck. And I loved that too. (laughs) And now we're like, we're going to get the fancy sushi and cocktails. You got to maximize. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's been as much as I like knew it would rock our marriage. it, It definitely rocked our marriage.
6: What else comes to mind? I feel like the mom rage really took me by surprise. <laughs> but I just feel like sometimes I'm like, I didn't know I had that in me <laughs> that I could get that mad that quickly at you or that you could like stir those emotions when you're like the being I love the most. <laughs> but I feel like that still sometimes it surprises me where I'm like, Whoa. Man, you can make me so mad. <laughs> um, so I feel like that has been one of the biggest surprises
1: to Mother oh, and just figuring so that out.
6: <laughs>
4: that is yeah. so true. I couldn't agree with that more. Like thinking that you are calm and cool and like yeah. very peaceful. Like, yeah. I feel like in general, I'm relatively like, laid back and, and then that like does something and it just it spikes quick.
5: <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think one of the things that surprised me is like how vital mom friends are. Um, and I think I like really got like a quick and easy, hard dose of it when we had kids away from all of my friends
1: mm-hmm.
5: and, uh, I had to like step out on a limb and like make new friends after having a baby, which one I didn't, I hadn't had to make new friends in years. And, uh, um, really, like, you need people to lean on. You need other moms who either have gone through it ahead of you or are going through it at the same time as you to be like, either like, yeah, it kind of sucks right now. But you know what, we're right here with you. Or don't worry, it'll get better. Or what have you tried this or you know, and, and I just I, I, I think that like, I I was like, very fortunate to find a good, really good group of girls um, where we were living. And, and I don't think we would have made it like we, my husband and I joke about it all the time. Like we wouldn't have stayed in Montana as long as we did without that group of ladies, because I would have been done. Like I wouldn't have been able to survive because you really do it. You know, they say it takes a village and it really does. You need people to support you. Totally. Well,
0: and I love what you said, because it, it makes so much sense that, yeah, even if the situation doesn't change, what that does when you don't feel as isolated in it, like to hear someone else say, oh, yeah, that does that part does suck. Like that yeah. phase sucks or like <laughs> and just just to hear like, OK, I'm not alone. Like even if it feels somehow, it just feels so much more doable, like other people charted the way and other people I'm not doing something wrong. It's just part of it that's difficult or it's a transition or whatever and totally
5: someone's like oh
0: that's normal yeah
5: Yeah. I remember being at a barbecue one time with our friends in Montana and we were like talking and like Ella was in a phase where she was like waking up and like in the morning she was like two and a half or something and she was taking her diaper off and then peeing in her crib and Mm -hmm. we were like like what is what is this and they were like oh yeah Of like oh yeah like yeah that's the thing what you have to do is you have to get the footy pajamas cut the feet off put it on it backwards (laughs) zip them up the back like a straight jacket and like three (laughs) different families were like oh yeah that's just what you do and we were like. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I, I, I asked. asked you. Yeah. yeah, good thing you said that. And we did it for like another six months until she was potty trained. It was great. Uh, I never had that one. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the moms was like, oh, yeah, I have one that I already cut off Do you- upstairs. Do you want me to grab it for you? You can just take it home. I was like, oh, okay,
6: sure. <laughs>
4: From a very like logistical standpoint, I had no idea. I was not prepared for the amount of time and energy that I would spend on like figuring out and coordinating (laughs) childcare, like trying to figure out, you know, where, where the boys would go, you know, what do you do when someone gets sick or something happens or your kids get sick or just like the amount of energy and you know, thought that has gone into just like logistics of childcare was surprising to me. It was something I kind of took for granted and thought like, oh, we'll find someone it will be great. And we won't have to worry about it. And it was definitely not that easy and continues to not be that easy. Like it's just kind of an ongoing thing that I wasn't really ready for.
6: <laughs> I agree. And I don't know why. And it does feel like that falls so much on the mom, despite there being dual working parents. Mm. It's just, I feel like that is, yeah, something I also, which I'm sure, I don't know if you guys can relate, but we, Eric and I have definitely had heated arguments about it. Just, I'm trying to share that load. And for some reason, it doesn't weigh on him the same way, which is maybe good, like not necessarily right or wrong. But I feel like that's part of why I just like continue to take that burden on for (laughs) forever.
0: Well, what are some things you guys have learned since becoming a mom, either
4: just in general about life, the world, or or learned about yourself? I feel like there's one thing that's really stuck out to me that's made me more aware of other interactions. But um, like, I never realized how special or like how important it would be to see other people love your kids, like mm. to watch someone else love on them or give them attention or like engage with them, interact with them, like whether it be, you know, grandparents or aunts or uncles or friends, like just watching. I feel like it gave me a new appreciation for just reaching out to people or like connecting with people or how important and how meaningful that is by just watching it kind of through someone else's eyes, you know, like being able to watch my son, light up when his aunt like really dives in and plays with him and like interacts with him or talks to him or engages with him like just the or even like your friends you know when your friends really mm-hmm. engage with your kids it like makes you love them so much more cuz you i don't know it it, may, it gave me a whole new perspective of just what it means to like be invested in someone's life and i feel like it was really eye-opening and really good to watch it through a kid's eyes
6: yeah I feel like that's made me appreciate the adults also like because I I agree I feel the same way and it's so meaningful but I feel like it's also like my appreciation for the adults that like we grew up with which is a lot of like your guys's parents and um just knowing like that they were feeling like they were safe people in my life growing up and how meaningful that was. And so I feel like it, that has helped me just kind of be reflective on you know, what those adult relationships were like and how how I want to be, yeah, for for our friends' kids. And same thing as far as like aunts and uncles go, you know, I think it's easy for me to kind of pick and be like, these are the relationships that were the most meaningful to me as far as family members and just kind of how how to be that as well as there's never felt so appreciated or appreciative of my mom specifically <laughs> I think of <laughs> course my dad too but I mean I just feel like you become a mom and it just takes your mother to a whole other level not to mention like that I think we have some pretty amazing grandmas um and mm-hmm. all of our mothers but I just feel like you just are like, wow, I just, I literally had no idea what you sacrificed all the time <laughs> and now that they would change it. It was like, we wouldn't change it, but it just, yeah, I feel like that's something that just the perspective that motherhood has given me. I just feel like, cause it's just, it's, it's great. So true, Amy.
5: Yeah. And Amy, like you said, with the sibling relationships, I feel like having all of those other adults in our kids' lives, like I feel like it takes the pressure off of us as moms a little bit. Like, I think that at least for me personally, as a mom, like I do feel so much pressure all the time, which was honestly a little surprising because I didn't feel that before becoming a mom, but just pressure for everything. Like, Are you feeding them the healthy snacks? Are they playing outside enough? Are you, you know, everything? Are they in the right schools? Are they whatever?
1: Is you
5: know, their behavior okay? But it's like having other adults in their life, like grandmas and friends and aunts and uncles, like... I think that I've felt since moving home and being around my parents more and being around our like really good friends more, that it does take some of that pressure off that you don't have to be everything for your kids because that's that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> like you can that you can um, share the load a little bit.
0: You know, one thing that I think I've learned is is just this I feel like I'm often in this struggle between wanting to like get a ton of stuff done. And I'll be like listening to an audio book and cooking, you know, prepping two meals and like have a baby on my chest, like all at one time, you know? And, and I think there's something about trying to be efficient and get things done. But what I've learned just watching my boys is like their ability to just be in the moment, (laughs)
6: live
0: in the present moment, find joy in the present moment. And they're not like, they're not as distracted, you know, they're, they're just excited to be with us and be, we were doing like a hot chocolate movie night and like, he's so in the moment. And I just wish I could harness more of that.
3: Yeah. To echo that. I think like, it's also, it's so much easier to just be in the moment and like, you know, you're like, okay, bedtime's at whatever eight o'clock. I have to do 35 things before then. If bedtime's at 815 or 830 or 745 or 730, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does sometimes like we're in a phase where it matters very much to Quinn if he, if we keep him up too late. But in reality, like you don't have to necessarily rush through all those things and you're going to enjoy them a lot more if you don't. Um, again, that like, I didn't realize that until I was like, I have no control. I can only do this one thing at one time um, right now. It's just, Yeah. I think that's been a really big eye opener for me is like, I don't have to have everything done by that time. And I don't have to do it all in one day because I can't.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I agree. I think I've learned or I'm learning how to um, better embrace just the situation that you have. I mean, I think with kids, as we all know, there are, chapters and phases and they all pass whether they're good or the hardest or like in between somewhere and I think when you start looking back you start to be like oh that wasn't so bad Or I missed that phase but I think just embracing whatever chapter or phase or hour that you're in um, because it's easy to get pulled in many directions and distracted.
2: Yeah I definitely hear the shift to being more present it's like when all your child wants to do is like actually stare at a blade of grass, then you get down and do that. And you've never felt more present staring at that blade of grass. Um, And it is just like nothing else in the world could do that for you other than your child. Um, And I think from a work life standpoint, it certainly has helped me just attempt. It's always a struggle, but attempt to try and set, better boundaries and say you know when I'm at work I'm going to work hard but I'm going to do my best to try and protect what time I do have at home and you know when I have a day off I'm not going to try and pretend I'm going to get some work done or set up meetings but try and be present during this time but that's an ever going work in progress
6: I feel like the one other thing that and I feel like Eric my husband's really good at reminding me of this and but also I feel like part of the whole perspective thing is also just getting like some of the other dramas which I've never really felt like I, I'm not really prone to like a very dramatic life but still just even like um things with family or things at work or it's just like I literally have zero time for that <laughs> Like, I just have no time. (laughs) I have no emotional energy for that. Uh, You know, just things like that, that does, I think it just helps you prioritize everything in your life because you're like, I'm so tired and just literally trying to make it through this day (laughs) to go to bed and, you know, whatever, to be the best parent I can be and, you know, raise these humans that I just don't have. I don't have time for the rest of the crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I feel like that's the other thing that parenting and that might change a little bit over time, but um, cause I just feel like we're definitely in like some pretty intense ages of kids and obviously just a lot of them, but <laughs> I feel like that's the other thing it's done.
4: It's like the prioritization is so true. It's like such a reset of what actually matters in life. What do you actually care about? Whose opinion really matters? All Mm -hmm. of those things. It is a definite reset there. And I would say a reset in like the best way, because it just makes you really relook at what you actually want your life to look like.
5: Yeah.
0: You want to spend your time too, I think, because as much as we're talking about highs and lows and There certainly are stages that like feel really long and difficult, but and I realize this sounds a little cliche, but that whole, you know, the days are long and the years are short. (laughs) And I think like that feeling of like, yeah, we I mean, we this is a it's a hard it's a time intensive period or it's a energy intensive period, a lot of hands on major hands on parenting right now, but at the end of the day, like there's going to come a time where like, they don't want to hang out with us, right? (laughs) They don't want to sit on the couch with you. Like they don't, they're going to be too cool for us. And, and I, I try not, I'm not always good about it, but I do try to remind myself that like when I feel tired or when I just kind of like want a second to myself. And I think that's important too, but like, there's going to time a time where I'm going to be like, please hang
5: out with me. <laughs> right? yeah. Uh. yeah, I know. And I feel like the kids have like, at least some of the stages that mine are in right now, like they, they can be so tough and like be pushing literally all your buttons at the same time. And then our three year old will like, one second later, turn around and be like, you know what, mommy, I love you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it just like melts you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they're little, they're so small. And I never would have thought that their little emotions could like impact you so greatly. But it, it like they, they have such power over you in these like small, sweet, it's the, it's the mom rage, but then it's also the opposite side of it is just that like heart melting. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I couldn't <laughs> possibly love you anymore. Like you just want to eat them. They're so sweet sometimes. <laughs> so
6: sweet. So, sweet. so true.
0: <laughs> well, I love this so much. Are there any other last thoughts? Just looking back over the years of motherhood, looking ahead to mother's day, anything that comes up for you guys?
6: Just all the gratitude for all the moms right? <laughs> and their partners that do help support for sure. Um, yeah. Cause, don't want to yeah to downplay the help of a good partner in in doing this yeah
5: yeah yeah I think gratitude for all the moms even back to like our grandmas like I still find myself hearing stories of like wait you've raised six kids and like the middle (laughs) four were 13 months apart like What? uh, All right. I we can we can do this. Like it gives me it gives me motivation and hope. Mm -hmm. Totally.
0: The lineage of mothers. That's a really cool thing to think about. Well, I'm so glad to get this time to talk with you guys. And I feel like again, it's a total totally makes sense that we don't do this enough, right? We're it's always finding the balance, always finding the juggle. But I mean, I think these kind of conversations are just I think so important. It kind of brings light and normalizes the parts that are hard. And then lets us celebrate at the same time, this, this wonderful gift, having these babies in our life. So thanks you guys. Thank you. Happy mother's day. Happy mother's day.
5: Oh, happy mother's day. Happy mother's Mother's day. Thanks so much for
0: listening. Please leave a review and share with a friend. And if you're enthusiastic about something and want to share it, please contact me at Michelle at EnthusiasmDiaries.com.